Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Start and end your day with the good news. The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, my goodness. The good news is we have lots of guests today and lots of good news. Uh, we've got Donna Hetzler here. She is in studio, author, speaker, and conference thrower. I like <laughs> conference that. Conference thrower. thrower. That's yeah. cool. Wow, like a flamethrower, conference thrower. Yes, now I, I need like to get that. fire, you know, yes. going in the conference or something. And cool she like brings that. women together with the Jericho Girls. Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, also author and speaker. And we have her um, on the phone today, not in here. I'm so bummed you're not in here. You bring that bright light into yes, my, into my studio. This is wrong. <laughs> Don't tell her she can ever do the phone again. Is she on? Is she there? Would she hear I'm me? I'm bummed too. I miss you guys. Oh. Miss seeing your faces. Oh, you, you're the best. You, you make are my day the so best, bright. Beatrice. Okay. And now, uh, before we get into our good news, Donna is going to talk about the guest that she's actually bringing on in the second segment, and she is going to be uh, helping me with the interview because she's so impressed by this guy. Alan. I am. Alan is. You know what I'm impressed most about is his humble heart. Alan yes. is a big deal in oh, the publishing. Oh, you know him too, Beatrice? Oh, yeah, I Beatrice do. I've knows I've read him. his book, well, The Story of With. Oh, Alan Arnold, The Story of With. All right, mm-hmm. well, apparently I need to read it because yes. I'm the only one here that doesn't know him. Well, and then um, <laughs> Beatrice is going to be speaking at the same conference that Alan is at Riders on the Rock conference. So um, I'm excited to hear Beatrice speak and Alan speak, but he's got such a humble heart. And the first time I met him was at a local conference here. And I was so overwhelmed with the industry and publishing and what marketing and what books sell. And Alan sat down with me and he said, Donna, forget about industry what's selling, what is God calling you to write? And it changed my writing in the morning. So now I sit down with God and I say, God, what do you want to create with me today? What do you want me to learn? And what do you want your girls, your daughters to know through my writing? It's just changed everything. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so five years ago, I know that you kind of made a pact with God, Mm -hmm. you know, unsigned. Yep. It's just verbal. It was verbal because then agreement. I didn't have to break that right. agreement, you know, rip right. up that agreement right, if I right. changed my mind. No, no contract. <laughs> five years ago, you said, I'm going to get up and from five to eight, mm-hmm. right, with God and spend time with God. Yep. And you're not a morning person. Correct. And now you've been doing it for five years. And explain then again how you write that helped you break through that wall. What do you do? I get up in the morning and I have some prayer time first. And I actually make this little ritual and I light a candle and just create that space. So it's dark when I get up in I the morning. That. Yeah, I know because I get up at three you know and it's too. very dark. Yes. And then I just spend some time in prayer and scripture. And then God, I just really focus in on that creative time. What do you want me to know? How do you want me to express my words that that it might touch others and teach me in the process? And it's wow. it's changed everything. I mean, my day is just different. If I don't do this, it you know I I feel like I uh, I can't perform or, or connect in the day if I don't do this every morning. Well, so I have to say that time. you and Beatrice both. You guys have this, like, I know you do your quiet time, your prayer time. Beatrice gets up at, like, 5 in the morning mm-hmm. to do a prayer call that I can't yeah. do because I'm on the air. Right. And so she's praying, like, well, I'm on the air. By the way, add me to your prayer list. Like, you can always say, like, Angie's on the air now. Let's pray for her, day, for her other show. My other Amen. show is Daybreak USA. <laughs> okay, so. Amen. I'll do that. Okay, so both of you, to me, uh, I'm not saying, like, you're more godly than my other friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you're more Jesus-y than my other friends. What I think you both have is, because you have that 
um, time alone with the Lord every day, writing, listening, praying, and you make it very specific, because I know Beatrice really builds it into her day as well, I think you both have a sense of peace about you or calm, um, and you feel secure in the Lord's direction uh, with your life. That is so true. Yes. And I always pray for wisdom of the day. Let me see you, God, in the day. Let me see you in moments. Let me have margin in my schedule so that if somebody calls me and says, Donna, can you talk? Um, that I have that ability wow. to to say okay instead of not now. Can I call yeah, you later? That's me. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, but I will. It, but it, it'll be like it, it'll be later, right? right. And sometimes right. we miss those appointments yes. with God and what He's trying to do to do because we don't have those margins. Right. And how we could touch other people. Exactly. And Beatrice, what what do you feel about what I just said about how I I, I well, sense it about you that peace you have because you take this time with the Lord every day and you write. Amen. Amen. And you know, uh, many people have said of me, um, you're very religious. And I say, no, I'm not religious at all. Interesting. I say, I have a relationship with God. Oh, I like that. And in saying that, when you have a relationship with God, that means you're willing to put him first and foremost in everything. That's above my children. That's above my husband. And you Mm -hmm. know, I love my husband. I know you do. That's above anything else. Because I have to have that foundation with God so that everything I do is tempered by him, it's led by him, it's guided by him, and it's, it's all about the relationship that I have with him. And that's something that's come after, and I'm sure Donna can say the same thing, after many years of being with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does take that time of just establishing, like Beatrice says, that yeah. relationship time with him. So then when you do feel the Holy Spirit move, you know, in a moment or something yeah. or during the day, you can say, OK, I, I'm with you. I feel yeah. that. And I'm able to respond to somebody yeah. or connect with That's somebody right. or or just listen, which. Well, Donna, to be honest with you, when she contacted me to, and she wanted to um, talk about her overwhelm conference in November, I said, I don't even know if I can keep doing the good news. You know, I'm overwhelmed. I've got another show. It's really stressful. I have to get sponsors to support the good news in order to stay on. And that's a lot of work on the side, trying to find people who believe in what I'm doing and support the show. Um, it takes you know time away from my kids or whatever. And so I felt so connected to her that not only did I bring her on to promote her conference, but then really appreciate her so much that then I brought her, like she comes on like every week now, like you do, Beatrice. And, and I've kept on trucking because you guys do inspire me and help me and I feel like I hope people see a bright light or I hope people that have never been brought to church hear the good news and say these ladies and the guys that I bring on they're just like me and that, mm-hmm. that there is hope that the Lord can help me through whatever difficult situation I'm going through and we're very transparent yeah. about what we've survived and where we come from some of us in many cases and so um, I, I hope that inspires people so before we get to the good news um, Alan Arnold is gonna, going to be joining us in the next segment uh, both of the ladies know him and uh, we're going to talk about his book the story of with and just in general his testimony right yes and what he's going to talk about at the conference a little bit too and then hopefully Beatrice will share, give us just a little insight. I'm so thrilled by your title of your talk, Beatrice. So hopefully you can share just a little bit. Just tell us the name before, and we'll talk about it in the next segment. What's the name of the talk? Writer, Thou Art Loosed. Oh, wow. Isn't that powerful? And that, and that yeah. is uh, for the Writers Conference Writers again. on the Rock Conference, Writers Conference on the 25th of February. Perfect. Yes. All right, we have a couple of stories I want to share with you. Oh, and just one quick thing, you know, so I'm going to Florida. 
And I love my aunts and my uncle, my cousins, like a bunch of us gather. We lost my 53-year-old cousin just recently to a stroke. Mm-hmm. So we're going to celebrate his life. And then my aunt that's like a mom to me, she's been in the hospital for like a month. She broke her hip and she has scleroderma. So with those two, the combination, it's very difficult for her to walk again. She's just taken a couple of steps. Right. But everyone's like, oh, you're going to do fun things. And what are you going to do? And I laugh because they live in this senior park, right? <laughs> and it's like camp for seniors. In fact, my aunt said it's like camp for seniors, except every year you come back, some of your friends have died oh my gosh oh my gosh that's the worst description so anyway she says camp for seniors and so like oh well you can go in the pool here's the pool setting i just have to tell you the pool setting is a bunch of seniors elderly people on floaties who don't want their hair wait 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 who have their hair done who don't want their oh, hair wet, oh, right? How funny. So imagine bringing your seven-year-old, and my cousin's got his seven-year-old, bringing them in the pool, and they have like their alligator floaty and their balls and their things to dive for. Imagine bringing them in a sea of old people on floaties who don't want their hair wet. And so my cousin did say last time, because one of them did splash one of the ladies, and she's like, my hair, I don't want my hair wet. He goes, ma'am, you, you, you are in a pool. <laughs> and it probably has one of those chairs that lowers you down into the pool. Have you seen those yes, two? but they don't use that. <laughs> They don't use that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So a couple of stories that really just uh, touched my heart. Um, I'm t- going to talk about the power of Facebook because we talk about social media and how social media has so many drawbacks and, you know, people showing off or jealousy or whatever social media can do, especially to young people with bullying, etc. Well, in this case, the father's old classmate you know, found him on social media, and the father's old classmate found out about a need that they had for their toddler, and so Facebook, so or social media in general, ended up bringing this family together with someone who saved their child's life. Take a listen. Two-and-a-half-year-old Miles Wagner is by all accounts a happy boy, despite a rare liver disease that has caused him to spend much of his young life in the hospital. The liver lacks a specific enzyme to detoxify an intermediary product of metabolism. Miles underwent a liver transplant a year ago, but the metabolic abnormality had already caused kidney failure. Five days a week, Miles' parents, Ashley and Ryan Wagner, took him to dialysis while waiting for a kidney donor. That's where Liz Wallace comes in. She was a high school classmate of Ryan's and found out through Facebook that Miles needed help. I still remember the day that Miles got sick and how my heart just sank. Liz got tested and found out she was a match for Miles. This after two other people did not qualify. It was the answer to many prayers. It was that light at the end of the tunnel that we had been waiting for. So just yesterday, surgeons completed a successful procedure, giving Miles one of Liz's kidneys, a relief to his parents, especially Ryan Wagner, who was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Ryan has gone through more than 70 rounds of chemotherapy and says Miles inspires him to stay positive. It would almost make me feel guilty to not have the same kind of happiness, even though I'm going through my own struggles. Liz says she had no second thoughts about the surgery and has only met Miles twice. He's a little bit of a flirt. He gave me a kiss on the lips and then he pushed my cheek and gave me a kiss on the cheek too. Oh my goodness. All that chemotherapy he survived. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Round after round after round. And the power of social media. There's a lot of good things that's on social media. I know it's it's got a lot of negative time, you know, time suckers and and all that stuff. But there's a lot of positive things that happen on on, uh, social media. 
Well, I think it can be used for such good. I mean, I know as Christians, we use it to promote some of our Christian events and to, you know, offer encouragement. Beatrice uses it a lot. In fact, Beatrice, one of the things you did recently that really touched my heart, I, it made me cry. You were in your robe. That didn't make me cry. You were in your robe, and you went out to your garage, and you're like, I am in my robe. I'm going out to my garage. I'm on Facebook Live. I got a knock on the door very early. I'm going outside because my book has arrived, my new book, and it had been a dream of yours, and you had case after case and you were opening it um, in the garage and you were showing us the book and you teared up. I did because that was, it, it was a moment of celebration, but it was a moment of, wow, I made it. And I wanted to do it in my pajamas and let people know, hey, I'm a real person, you know, and I'm showing you real stuff that's going on in my life. And so that's why I shared it. And that's why I teared up because this is, this is a moment, Angie, this, having this book published by Morgan James Publishing is a real event for me. You know, and it's real. It's huge. It shows how God's moving in your life, too, because yes. you, this book, I just started reading it, and I am moved already um, by it. Oh, wow. So, yes, I'm super excited, too, to continue reading it and finish it. But Beatrice, the, the Lord just moved through you in this book. So, And Beatrice, give everyone just like a minute synopsis of what it's about, because you hear baby, and people are like, well, I don't have babies anymore, or I don't know anything about babies, or well, I want to read about babies. <laughs> but that's not really the point, right? No, it's not. The Baby Chronicles, where you were before you were, it goes behind the scenes of the creation process, following the lives of four characters, Beverly, Emmeline, Joyce, and Margaret Ann, who eventually meet up in the Army, so that should tell you who one of those characters is. Oh. And it follows their life going through the Chamber of Gifts and Talents to get everything they would need to be soldiers, to be, um, to be everything, administrators, and everything else that they would be during their season uh, or their assignment, if you will, on the earth. I love that. Yes. And you bet you've already started. Yeah, it. I started reading it. And I, she even signed the book for me, and she put, um, to my sister from another mister. I was oh, like, that's oh. that's me. I thought I was your sister from another mister. Wait a minute. We're going to fight back. over Beatrice. Beep, beep, beep. Back it up. Beep, beep, beep. Wait a second. I am your first Girl. sister from another mister. Yes, you are. But, you know, some God is showing me many of my sisters from another mister and my brothers from another mother. <laughs> oh, you guys are cracking me up. Uh, I think Again. that it's really inspirational when people who are successful like you with this new book and they show, how you showed it, how you wanted to be a real person in your robe in your garage with your book. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. I remember a, a few months back. I'm also an author. Um, but yeah. I um, saw this. You told us that. Well, yeah, I'm a, I've been a writer since I was a little boy. I, I don't have anything published yet as far as novels oh, go. Oh, hello. I, then they put, God planted you in the right place. All I bring exactly. on is like I mean, authors. I get so much inspiration from you guys. But um, uh, I, I started watching Sunday mornings because of the good news, and then I saw this thing with James Patterson, the most prolific writer of my entire yeah. lifetime. Oh, yeah. And he's all yeah. nervous, and he doesn't know if his stories are going to be good enough. And I'm, oh, my I just remember thinking, how cool is that, that he feels the same way? He's the most prolific writer wow. of my entire life, and he feels like this the same way that I do, that nobody's going to like it or it's going to be garbage. Or and I think that's really that's cool right. to see the kind of human side of people that we look up to, like Beatrice. That's right. Wow, Thank that, you so much. And, and so you know, cool. my, my bathrobe made a big hit because <laughs> yeah. people say, thank you for doing that. And I, I made sure that I told them there's going to be people that say you shouldn't be on Facebook Live with your bathrobe. And I said, I don't care because this is my moment. This, these yeah. are my books. 
And right. so that's why I did it. And you can't recreate that moment be like, okay, later no. on I'm going to go and I'm going to have full hair and makeup. And I'm going to say, <laughs> right. I know it's still dark outside and I just got a knock on my door and they came really early to deliver my books. And um, here I am and I'm just opening the box and you're like, wait a second, that tape was already no. ripped. You retaped that. You know, it's like <laughs> you can't relive the excitement of pulling that book out for the, the first time. And I love that, that you were so real in your bathrobe doing your life thing and crying. And oh, it was just great. That it was, was inspirational. Cool. Thank um, you. All right. So if you're just joining us, uh, we are talking about good news, of course. And An- Alan Arnold is going to uh, join us next. We're going to talk about a writer's conference that Beatrice is also involved with. And uh, Donna Hetzler, uh, author and speaker, and Beatrice Bruno here with me. I have one more good news story that I want to share with you because this one to me is just like a miracle. Like this lady was supposed to die, okay? Mm-hmm. And the doctor said she's supposed to die. No one ever removes their lungs. They mm-hmm. don't do that. Well, she had to because she was going to die. But they didn't have a donor yet. So they removed her lungs and kept her alive for six days without Ooh. any lungs. And she is alive and they got a donor. Wow. No, it is amazing. And I always say, like, you know, that the ultimate healer is the Lord. So, yes. you know, don't always go by what someone says. Get more opinions, you know, that when they tell you that it's a death sentence mm-hmm. that you never know until, well, you know, God takes you. That's right. Uh, so take a listen to the story of the woman who uh, did, for a while didn't have any lungs. The simple act of playing with her daughter seemed like an impossible dream to Melissa Benoit just a few months ago. I still don't believe what happened. Um, I don't believe that those x-rays are mine. Born with cystic fibrosis, Benoit's lungs were severely infected. Believed to be only hours away from death, her family and doctors took the unprecedented step of removing both her lungs without having a donor ready. Well, obviously, there were a lot of raised eyebrows. Like, are you guys kidding? Like, what do you, what do you, like, come on. You're not, you can't be serious. That's because until doctors found new lungs, these two machines would oxygenate and clean Benoit's blood. Chest x-rays showing only tubes where her lungs should have been. Finally, after six days, a donor match was found and Benoit's life was saved in a procedure never before successfully attempted anywhere. When they finally took the tracheostomy out, wow, this is what it feels to breathe like a normal person. Melissa Benoit and her doctor credit these machines, but more importantly, organ donation for saving her life. They would both like to see the federal government make it mandatory. You would have to think to opt out. Right now you have to think and do something to opt in. And, and as you know, we don't have enough people listed. For Benoit, the lung donation meant her two-year-old daughter and her husband wouldn't have to live the rest of their lives without her. Without them coming up with this procedure, I wouldn't be sitting here. Melissa Benoit is still facing a long road, more surgeries and months of rehab. But after what she's already been through, it's nothing she can't handle. For the first time in my life, I can actually say that I feel like I'm living... Oh my goodness, I was holding my breath. Oh and I'm an asthmatic, goodness. so you know, not to get a breath is yeah. is just makes me terrifying. <gasps> terrified. Yeah. Absolutely. And fibrosis. Um my friend Nicole Montez was in earlier this week and when her daughter was born, who's in her teens by the now, dancer mm-hmm. amazing, um, they told her she made she had a fifty fifty chance, her daughter, of living through her childhood, of surviving her childhood. Wow. Yeah. Oh my wow. goodness! I mean, that is oh and the faith it takes to, like, for her to, to feel what it felt like to take a normal breath. Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, oh. absolutely. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Coming up next on the good news, we are going to talk about uh, the writers conference that's coming up. Uh, we're going to uh, discuss that with uh, your buddy. Um, Alan is going to join us. Alan Arnold, the author of the story of With, who greatly inspired you in your writing career, Donna, and yes. also greatly inspired you, Beatrice Bruner, the drill sergeant of life. And Beatrice, yes, we ma'am. just mentioned your book. So give everyone your website if they want to find the baby chronicles and follow these four characters and how they collect their gifts that the Lord had talents and gifts from the Lord uh, so that they can Amen. become Drill great soldiers. DrillSergeantOfLife.com And Donna, your website? DonnaHetzler.com Hey, and mine's AngieAustinRadio.com And one quick thing, DoreenKatzMemorial.org If you'd like to help my friend Adam Katz, two kids he's trying to get sponsored right now in his organization, 1718, they lost their moms uh, separately to cancer last year. One is in equine therapy. You can sponsor her for one therapy session for $65. The boy is in a dance and art and that's about $100 if you'd like to sponsor him for that. Call Adam or um, once you get on the website, he'll tell you exactly where every penny went. He'll let you know exactly how the kids were impacted by your donation. We'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, if you are looking for the most amazing place to go with your family where you will create so many memories, then go to my favorite place that hopefully will become your favorite place, YMCA The Rockies, two locations, Snow Mountain Branch and also Estes Park. They've got a deal now as you head into spring. Now, dates vary, but the deal is phenomenal. Three nights in a lodge room for $168, and it includes two free breakfasts, and you get almost all of the activities for free. You get to swim. You get to roller skate. At one of the locations, there's a lot of sledding. They give you the tubes for free to borrow. You can also pay a little extra for rock climbing. They've got a lot of neat events. But the cabin deal is also really good. A three-bedroom cabin you can get for as low as $145 per night. So it's a four-night stay in a three-bedroom cabin for $582. Call 888-613-9622. 888-613-9622. Or you can head to the website, ymcarockies.org. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being we have feelings and we have emotions and if given the chance we can shine and i think that arc has done a very good job at showing that i like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff like helping out different people a lot of different people i help out find the arc store near you at arcthrift.org it's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop and remember every saturday you get 50 percent off most items in the store When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. 
Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080, or spinegeek.com. Maximized living, adjustments for life. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the good news. So glad that you're joining us. As we mentioned, uh, Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life, author and speaker, Donna Hetzler, author and speaker, uh, stayed with us because we are going to interview their mutual friend. Uh, his name is Alan Arnold, and uh, he is going to be speaking along with Beatrice. Alan wrote the, uh, the book, The Story of With, and apparently, from you guys are telling me he's very inspirational. Beatrice, tell us about the Writers' Conference, because I think a lot of people feel they have a book inside of them. Uh, tell us about the conference where you and Alan are going to speak. Absolutely, and I'm going to be doing a couple of breakout sessions. It's called Writer, Thou Art Loosed. Um, the writer, Writers on the Rock Writers' Conference is Saturday, February the 25th, and it's going to be out at Bear Creek Church in Lakewood, Colorado. And it's for those writers who are published, those writers who are not published but want to write something, those who haven't even started writing. And my segment, uh, my breakthrough sessions, uh, Writer Thou Art Loose, is to help those people get off their do-nothing and do something as far as writing their book and getting it out of their brain because God has given us a, a, a story, a something that we need to tell somebody. And if we don't write it, Angie, it's not going to get out there, and the people that need it the most will not get it. And that's why I, I just love Alan. I, I met him um, during an interview on your show, and I, I got his book, The Story of With, and I have fallen in love with this dude so he can tell his wife, look, this woman, this black chick is, <laughs> is in love with me, you know, and she doesn't mean any harm, because when I see him at Writer on, Writers on the Rock, I'm going to hug his neck like he's my long-lost friend, because I believe he is, because that story is just so powerful. It changed my writing life. It changed my life, my business life completely. And he's just all that, a bag of chips, a, a, a ginger ale, and everything else to go with it. He is. He is so fabulous. Can we do a group hug with him? And I know yes. his wife, Kelly, she is a doll, so I don't think she'll mind okay. at all, but he does. He just has such a humble heart and he gives advice and just encourages you to really be intimate with God and uh, to, to just heed your calling and to do that yes. with him. So it's going to be fun to be there. And this is my first time at the conference. And Beatrice, I'm so excited to be loosed from fear, from self-imposed limits, and all those things you're going to help us work through. Oh, Amen. Amen. That. I'm looking forward to it. All right. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, just that idea, the fear of writing a book. A lot of people feel really intimidated by it. I know both of you did. You in particular, Donna, mentioned uh, that you were fearful about starting it. And I think, I mean, I felt like I, I've had many people tell me that, you, you know, you should write a book about, uh, you know, your life. I can't believe all the stuff you've been through, blah, blah, blah. And, 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 I, and I, I do kind of agree with them. And I've actually interviewed my dad. And gosh, I got to get to my mom um, and recorded it, you know, things uh -huh. about their lives that they remember. It was very interesting, by the way, in doing it with my father. Yeah. Because he skips decades 
And then the decades of guilt. Oh, and And you have such a great story because listening to your story at your real women's conference. Oh, my goodness. Just your journey and, and, you know, helping us get to our goals. And how do you get to that finish line on the other side when you started from here is so inspiring, Angie. That's a book in itself right there. So now I'm going to start texting you in the morning and kicking you a little bit saying, girl, are you writing? Girl, are you writing? I know this other friend. (laughs) I know that's right. And Angie, think of it like this. Um, the one school, um, I can't think of it, is out on um, Chambers and Quincy area. Yeah. But it's a school for girls. Okay. Okay. Oh, and yeah, Excelsior. Yes, Excelsior. Yeah, Excelsior School. I was one of their triumphant women. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Now, I want you to think about this triumphant woman. <laughs> think about those girls who has no one right. to minister to their need, because those are girls that come out of hazardous situations, um, their parents have put them out, and all these different things. It, what do you think your story can tell mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and can help them to overcome in their lives? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why Donna and I write. That's why Alan writes, because we have a story. God has given us an experience, and we have to get it out there because somebody's waiting for us. Somebody's waiting for your book to come out, Angie. That's they really right. Are. They are waiting. So the first time you met Alan was when he was on the show? Well, I had met him when I went to Writers on the Rock um, last year. Okay, and he, he, oh my gosh, he gave a presentation, and it was about, oh, I can't even tell you what it was about, but I can tell you this, okay, it started changing something inside of me, because I always saw myself as less than, Mm -hmm. and the presentation Uh. he gave, there's a certain verbiage that he uses, and he'll tell you talking but there's a certain verbiage that he uses when he spoke those words it something inside of me clicked and it was like okay i've got to at least rub elbows with this guy or or rub shoulders with him or something because he has something so when he came on your show that that was it for me i said yeah this is somebody that's supposed to be in my life and he's going to be in my life and after i read his book the story of with that was it for me because he has something as donna said he is so inspirational and is a, a humble inspiration he walks in humility and and there's nothing there's no pride about him or anything like that but you can tell that god has taken him up to the mountaintop let me and just, brought him back down for people just like me yeah and let me just tell you you hit it with humble and that's the word i use for alan too i had emailed alan and said hey i want to give a, a bunch of your books away for christmas to my friends can i meet up with you so you can sign them and he wrote back and said donna i would be so honored to sign the books oh. for you i'm like seriously yeah. <laughs> he is yeah. very humble and he is anointed by God. So I think we've got him on the yeah. line now. Alan Arnold, again, the story of with a better way to live, love, and create. And uh, yeah. again, Beatrice is uh, going to be speaking at the Writers Conference with him as well, which we'll talk more about in a minute. Welcome, Arnold. Alan Arnold. <laughs> Hi, Alan. Hey, how are you doing? Um, how does that feel to have these ladies be so inspired by you? That must <laughs> feel great. You know, it, it, uh, it feels like breakthrough um just watching what god is doing with this so i feel like i get to come along for the ride and then i get to experience it as well so it that's what it really feels like it's like i feel like cheering that god is doing this in people he's drawing his sons and daughters closer to him in such an active real way and so to be a part of that's pretty awesome all right, so, you know, before we talk more about the Writers' Conference, you've obviously inspired these two ladies to write. What, what do you teach um, people in the story of with? Talk a little bit about that. I know you've been on the show before, and we've talked a little bit about it, but I think we need to kind of recap what you teach in the book that, it, you know, people find so inspirational. 
Absolutely. Well, the story of Lit is basically an invitation into more creativity, more life with God. The story of Wit, W-I-T-H, meaning so many times as Christians, we've gotten really good at what we believe and what we think and how we act, but we can do all those things without intimacy or without real relationship with God. And so the book is an invitation into deeper intimacy, deeper identity with the Father. How do we go about our gifting, our talent, our job with God? And that looks a lot different than just saying a prayer in the morning, saying, you know, boy, God, uh, bless everything and be with me, and then doing it on our own. And I, I think that's what a lot of Christians end up doing is trying to do the right thing and believe the right thing in their own strength. And the end result is they, over time, get weary, disheartened, um, they wear out, burn out, implode, because, because basically they've been doing it in their own strength. And so the book is a story, it's an allegory of a woman named Mia who has to go through this journey to find out what it's like to leave this place, this orphan realm that she's been living in, and enter into a realm of freedom. And that's really the invitation to listeners is you can enter into so much more freedom when you understand how to step into life and your creativity, your passion, your talent, your family life with God. Amen. I love that. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the book right now, and uh, I love it. You say whether you're a free spirit, if you're like, you know, an executive, a writer, musician, college student, tired parent, hello, raising my hand, um, the, you know that life is meant to go beyond the rat races and the rare applause, and this book speaks to that. Uh, belief that there's there's more right there's so there's so much more and really what I hear most about people who have read the book which I love is that it's a message of transformation Mm -hmm. it's not just information it's not just more to do it's how to be different how to be on a deeper level that changes pretty much everything and so that's what I hope it is for the the people that step into the story is that they step into transformation in okay. all areas of so life. you obviously inspired two of the women that I'm, you know, very close to that come on my show weekly that are Christians that inspire me. So what do you tell people to do? How do they receive this message of transformation? What do they do to transform? And why, when you speak, um, are, are people so touched? Well, because I, I think what they've been trying to oftentimes what we have done, and I'm not talking about just any one person, I think, is a, is a culture, is that we have embraced Christianity, um, which is good, but we've tried to be better, we've tried to do more for God, we've tried to tell more about God, and we've lost the whole, how do we do this with God? And so the transformation begins with, seeing ourselves, our identity, as sons and daughters of a father, a good father. And a lot of us didn't have a good father growing up, so that's, that's a little bit of a hard jump to make because we think of our earthly father, and some of us had good earthly fathers, but many of us didn't. And so it's starting to see our deeper, truer identity as sons and daughters. And once we do that and we realize we've got a good father and now we get to go, what I would say is like a road trip with him. It's a journey with him through life. 
And um, I've often I've often said to people, I have a, a, a young son, and every time I get in my truck, the young son, he doesn't ask me where we're going. He doesn't ask if I have enough cash, mm-hmm. gas money, mm-hmm. directions. What he really wants to do is just be with me. Wherever I'm going, he's in. He's ready for the ride. And, and the other thing, I in- oh, sorry to jump in there, Alan, but the other thing I like about it, too, is that you're not only um, promoting our intimacy with God, but you're saying that we're better together as a community. And I just love that. And, and that's what Riders on the Rock Conference is about. It's about uh, serving one another and connecting with other riders and like-minded people. And when I went to a conference a couple of years ago in Northern California, I met a woman there and we just connected. We had totally different styles. She just came out of seminary. I'm more of like from the heart feel connect and we've been um, editing each other's work and encouraging one another and she just got published by um, a publisher for her Bible study and it's been a neat journey to encourage her and her to encourage me so that's what these conferences are about and your book is about is that we're better together we need intimacy with God and we need each other so do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Riders on the Rock conference too and the importance of coming together and why we should do that yeah, I'd love to. And, and you're so right. Like, uh, in the book, one of the, the things I show through the story is this wild bohemian fellowship, mm. this fellowship of people, all different skills and, and desires, who basically get together and cheer each other on in this, in this festive, beautiful place. And that's what Riders on the Rock is. That, in the story, it's a mythic example. The real example is something like Riders on the Rock, which is coming up this February 25th. And so Riders on the Rock is an all-day conference. It's a Saturday. It's in Lakewood. And the whole goal of Riders on the Rock is basically to invite people deeper into their gifting and their desires as storytellers with God and with the fellowship of others who can cheer them on in the journey, some people who are a little bit further down the road, they can turn around and say, hey, let me show you how to get around this mountain. It's, it's not really a dead end. There's some ways to help and ways to get around this, and we can do it together. Yes. And so it's going to be a lot of encouragement for the, whether it's a novice, first-time writer, or whether it's somebody who's already had some books out there. Because, you know, best-selling authors need restoration and replenishment, too, Absolutely. and this is the perfect place for that. Yes, and I'm reading off of the website. It says, we believe that God can change the world. And as his scribes, I love that, we want to be using our gifts. Come as you are with your desire and your gift, and you will find a community of friends. It's going to be a great day. And, Alan, this is my first time at Riders on the Rock. I'm bringing a couple of friends with me. So um, what should I expect? Well, you're going you're gonna to be in for, I think, a, a really a rich time of creativity, of fellowship. What will happen is uh, I'll kick off the morning with a keynote address, and the very, so the very first thing people will hear is a message I'm calling Kintsugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I, Kintsugi Creativity. And Kintsugi is the ancient Japanese art form of basically restoring what's been broken with this gold liquid. And so take a piece of pottery, for instance. And that piece of pottery, it's cracked in six pieces, but then when it's infused with this gold liquid, it actually comes back together, not only stronger, but more beautiful 
than it has been before. Hmm. And so what I want to start off the conference with is helping people realize what may feel like shards of their creativity, that they've tried to give all that can and it's broken and shattered and it didn't quite come together like they thought. There's a way that God can infuse that with his liquid gold and make it stronger and better and actually more true to what it was meant to be than ever before. So that's going to be the first part of the morning. And then there'll be workshops. And what's great about this is whatever your interest is, there's multiple workshops that you can choose to go to. So some of it's more on crafted writing. Some of it's more on the business. Some of it's more on how to walk with God in your creativity. And so there's these breakout workshops. Then there'll be a lunch. And at the lunch, you can sit with others, tell a little bit of your story. They can hear some of, you know, share some of their story with you. And then we'll also have some more workshops in the afternoon and a keynote message at the end of the day. So you can be home if you live in the Colorado, Denver area, Colorado Springs area. You can be home in time for dinner, but it will be a one-day event that I think transforms how you see yourself as a writer, wow. your calling, why God's given you this desire, and how to move forward with a strength it's not dependent on you striving or doing it all on your own. Right. You have God and you have a fellowship of others. And Love we get it. to do this together. And how can we get the information on the conference again? Yeah, and more information on the conference, you can look up Writers on the Rock. Um, just go online, Google that. You'll see all the information about the event. Uh, the registration price is, is not very much at all for what you get in a day and lunch is included in that. Uh, they have a teen track as well. And so if you have a teenager who has thought about trying to write a book or love story, man, invite your teen son or daughter. The rate's lower for them, and there's a separate track for them. So that's, that's another aspect that I think is unique to Writers on the Rock. Excellent. And, and I would add just that while some conferences are so focused on the craft, to me, it misses the foundation of how do I do this with God? Like, I'm not just wanting to be a writer from a technical standpoint. I want to do this with God. Alan, this conference. We're out of time, my yes. friend. Alan Arnold, the story of With. He gave you all the info, and you can always contact me at angieaustinradio.com if you have any questions. Thank you, Alan. And I can't uh, leave without mentioning Adam Katz. If you'd like to sponsor one of the kids who we're trying to get sponsorships for right now, they're seven and eight. If you like my show, um, and you want to support my show, please support one of these kids. Uh, they both lost their parents to cancer last year. One, The girl is in equine therapy at $65 to sponsor her for one a class, and the boy is in art therapy. It's about $100 to sponsor him. Call Adam Katz, 720-530-9482, 720-530-9482, and that is the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation. Thank you. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. I want to tell you about a little boy, Carson. He's eight years old, and his mom died of breast cancer. And I would love it if you would sponsor him for some art classes. Also, he doesn't like talking about his feelings after losing his mom, so he's taking dance and movement classes, and that therapy costs about $100. And so if you would like to sponsor eight-year-old Carson, who lost his mom to breast cancer, to these classes that he really enjoys, the Doreen Katz Memorial Cancer Foundation would love to help. 720 530 or go to DoreenKatzMemorial.org. 
Hi, it's Angie with the good news. Well, the good news is that if you're feeling loss, a loss of a loved one, loss of a job, just feeling down and like you're stuck in the past, Sandy Steffes is a friend of mine. Sandy Steffes Spirit Coaching, spirit-coaching.net, 720-353-9573. She has come up with a plan that helps you get unstuck, get out of the past, set goals, and move forward. If you'd like to work with Sandy, I highly recommend her. Again, Sandy Steffes, spiritcoaching.net, 720-353-9573. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Bark Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, they help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items about once every month or two. And I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Here, check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Natalie Corrado of Remax is the realtor that truly does it all. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to some of the reviews from her website, livingdenver.com. Valerie in Highlands Ranch said, Natalie's knowledge and expertise, as well as her professionalism and warm personality, more than exceeded our expectations. My mother stated that we need to clone her. And how about Jen in Parker? What else to say about Natalie Corrado except amazing? She made the home buying process stress-free and easy. And just listen to what Courtney and Kylan of Castle Rock said. We couldn't have asked for a smoother transaction. And definitely could not have done it without Natalie as our realtor. If you use Natalie, you're not going to regret it. She is the best. When you have Natalie on your side, you won't be wondering if you made the right choice. It doesn't matter if you are selling your house, buying a new house, or both. Find Natalie Corrado at Remax Realtors at livingdenver.com and she will get the job done. Well, hello, hello. This is producer Dave. I'm sitting in for Angie Austin. She's out of town this week. But uh, I had an opportunity to talk with somebody who, very impressive, um, a Mr. Todd Hollander. This is the Union Bank Managing Director for um, uh, what he's done is for the 18th year in a row, Union Bank has conducted its small business economic survey and Todd's here to tell us about some of the results from the survey and kind of an the economic outlook for the whole country. Hey, how are you doing today, Todd? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yes, thanks for being here. So, uh why don't we uh why don't you you probably know a little bit more about this. Why don't you introduce some of our listeners to what the survey is and kind of what it tells us and what it's told us in the past and where it's going. Sure. Well, this is the 18th annual small business survey that we conduct, and we conduct it uh, up and down the West Coast with business owners from Oregon, California, and Washington. Uh, and what we found is small business owners are feeling uh, more optimistic towards the state and national economy, with results showing a surprising increase in overall confidence compared to a year ago. Uh, 
it's encouraging to see more small businesses, more small business owners holding a positive view of the U.S. economy compared to last January, when more than half believed the economy was going in the wrong direction. The confidence is essential if further job growth and expansion is to occur. Sure, it always amazes me that it's kind of consumer confidence is what drives the economy. And, uh, I, you know, you'd figure it would be more about the dollar or the actual business. Um, and I, I don't ex know exactly how all that works, but I think that it's important that we have that confidence. Yeah, I agree. If the more confident people are, the more they invest in their business, the more they hire people, invest in all kinds of things in that. When there's more money in the economy, more people are employed, it feeds on itself, so things tend to get better and better. That's awesome. And uh, do you have any summation as to what causes this, the new administration, just the economy has taken a turn for whatever reason? Yeah, well, there's, there's some key findings uh, that you know I want, I want to make sure your, your, your listeners know about. Uh, you know, we've seen an 11-point increase in, the, in, uh, in, in small business owners that believe the national economy is headed in the right direction compared to 2016. Most of our small business owners feel that access to credit has remained constant over the past few years, which is a big deal for, for all of our business owners that uh, need capital to grow. And, and they're divided on how prepared everybody is for uh, the changing interest rate environment, which is a little bit of a wild card. Uh, the percentage of small business owners that increased prices declined slightly, 26% uh, th this year compared to 29% in uh, last year. This is the first decrease of its kind since 2012, which is interesting. And although most small business owners don't rate government efforts to support them uh, as good or very good, 40% viewed the government programs as very helpful. Uh, we also found that small business owners are more likely to increase staffing levels uh, in 2017, up five points, and they are more likely to hire permanent employees, which is probably one of the biggest takeaways that I got from this year's survey. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great for everybody. It seems like it's all good news. There's, I don't hear any bad news in there. Yeah, not a lot of bad news. I think, uh, you know, they're not, the, the only thing that you could, uh, you know, hold a little bit of pause with is, uh, they may they don't know how prepared they are for rising interest rates, and I, I definitely think uh, after uh, Michelle's comments yesterday that we're going to have some rising interest rates. So that you know, if if you have to find something a little bit uh, trepidatious, that's it. Uh, overall, this is a very very positive survey. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. We are uh, down to about forty more seconds here, and um, I just uh, you know like what what do you think everyone should take away from this? Well, I think that. Uh, Things are getting better. I think the you know go uh, for for everybody. There are small business owners are are looking more optimistically into the future. Uh, things have been increasing steadily since 2008 when we were in the in the economic doldrums. And for those uh, listeners who have a choice between shopping big and shopping small, I'd say go shop small because our small business owners need your help. And uh, if you want to see more results of the survey, please go to www.unionbank.com or visit one of our local offices, and we'll be glad to talk to you about it. And uh, I want to remind all your listeners that we are open for business. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much. It's a very positive outlook. Thank you, Mr. Hollander, and thanks for doing the survey and keeping us all informed. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.